And that's all we have to- Are you ready to face the facts? Yes. Then meet your illustrious host, Abraham Lincoln, after the play. Oh, before. Ah, oh, damn it. Your illustrious host, Ben Volchok! Ben once threw a pencil so hard, it broke the speed of sound. Please make him welcome! Ah, yes, isn't it a great time to say hello? So here I say it. Hello. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Illustrious Fact Show with me, your host, Ben Volchok, here live on Sin Nation. We've been caught in the fact, so let's get to it. On tonight's show, we have an early draft of a David Bowie song, plus facts about gramophones, scorpions, and much, much more. Of course, as usual, don't forget about this week's prize question. In which field did the nutty professor work? Please let us know if you have the correct answer. But right now we have the... Opening monologue. That's right, the... Opening monologue. Groups of people dressed as clowns are terrorizing cities all around the world in what is being labeled a very clever marketing campaign. A representative from the rather large cars union has stated that if people are afraid of clowns, they will also be afraid of rather small cars, therefore rushing to buy rather large cars. A devastating hurricane has just hit the coast of some country somewhere far away from here, I assume. And finally, parents all around the world are starting to punish their children by grounding them and then electrocuting them with lightning. And let me just press my eye to the correct end of the factoscope. And, oh, what is it? What is it that I see? It's, yes, it's a fact. Which means it's fact time. But first, a word from our sponsors. Uh, have you always thought that drums could sound a bit sweeter? Uh, well, why not try putting custard in your drums? Or even better, come to the custard in the drum shop where we've put custard in all our drums to make the drums sound 33% sweeter. Yes, the custard in the drum shop, located right next to some other shop that we don't look at because it's very ugly. Yes, custard in the drum shop. Oh, yes, very, very sweet drum sounds. Yes, you are listening to The Illustrious Fact Show with me, your host, Ben Volchok, here live on Sin Nation, where it's come now to the first portion of facts for the program. And the first portion of facts for the first portion of facts for the program, the theme for the first portion of facts for the first portion of facts for the program is... Scorpions! Scorpions kill the most things each year and have done so since 1957. Scorpions sharpen their stings in between two bricks. The only thing that can kill more people each year than a scorpion is half a scorpion. Every third scorpion is named Reginald. 
And that was the first portion of facts for the first portion of facts for the program. And now for the second portion of facts for the first portion of facts for the program. The theme for the second portion of facts for the first portion of facts for the program is geriatrics. In an earlier episode, we revealed that three tablespoons of whale blubber every night is a popular cure for geriatrics. Unfortunately, due to inflation, this is now three and a half tablespoons. Geriatrics doesn't happen very often in Pakistan. There was once an old German named Jerome who spun a fedora three times. It was a jerry-jerry-geriatric hat-trick hat-trick. Sometimes geriatrics involves peanuts. And that was the second portion of facts for the first portion of facts for the program, bringing us to the end of the first portion of facts for the program. And now there's a caller on the line. Hello, you've called the illustrious fact show with me, your host, Ben Volchok. What would you like to talk about? Do you have any fried things? I'm sorry? Do you have any fried things? I have a couple of fried things. Oh, good. Can I have them? Well, no, they're mine. Damn. Listen, what is this with the fried things? Why do you want my fried things? I am very hungry. But why fried things? I eat fried things. You eat fried things. I eat all fried things and only fried things. If it's fried, I'll eat it. If it's not fried, I won't. So, what about that greasy gristle that's left over after cooking meat? I'll eat it. And what about fried rice that's then been steamed, boiled, braised, baked, and jumped up and down on? I'll eat it. What if someone fries a shoe? I'll eat it. What about if if it's fried, I'll eat it. If it's not fried, I won't. Well... Can't you get any of your own fried things? I've been banned from everywhere that sells fried things because I ate all their fried things, and when they made more, I ate all that as well. Why don't you buy non-fried things and then fry them yourself? I've burned down too many houses doing that. That certainly is a tough predicament. Yes. So, can I have your fried things? Well, why not? I will give you my fried things. No, thanks so much. No problem. You'll be dead soon anyway. You called The Illustrious Fact Show with me, your host, Ben Volchok. And if you'd like to call The Illustrious Fact Show with me, your host, Ben Volchok, our number is... Get calling. Yes, and of course, definitely, definitely, don't forget about this week's prize question. In which field did the nutty professor work? Right here, there's an answer from James Mowing, who writes, Chemistry which is taking things a bit too literally. Try again next time. And now, it's an utter, utter honour to introduce the next instalment in our series of illustrious theatre, our attempt to bring a little slice of life to the proceedings. This week, we have another scintillating new play by Sybil Ant, who last week enthralled us with her production of Cost, Her play for this installment is called Get Up and Go. So without any further ado, let us witness the scintillating new play by Sybil Ant, entitled Get Up and Go. My get up and go just got up and left. Actually, it's depressed and can't go anywhere. So, so I'm full of get up and go. Let's go. (laughs) 
Yes, that was Get Up and Go by Sybil Ant, this week's installment of Illustrious Theatre, our attempt to bring a little slice of life to the proceedings. There'll be some more Illustrious Theatre next week. But right now, it's time for another word from our sponsors. Hey everyone, uh, do you have a little bit of spare time in your hands? Well, why not try picking up a copy of the latest box set of the Power Plug Memorabilia Collection Club annual dinner conference speech presentations. I promise it's hours of fun. It's like six DVDs, and if you buy one box set, we'll throw in another box set at absolutely half price. Uh, so you can pick one up and watch it with your best buddies. It's like for you and your buddies to watch uh, together, you can get together, or you can do it via Skype. Like you can watch it both at your individual houses and then link up via chat messenger system. Uh, and yeah, so if you and your buddies are not already members of the Power Plug Memorabilia Collection Club, then why not visit us at our headquarters in Illinois, 695 South Street. Uh, it's, a, it's a pretty easy membership form, you just gotta fill it out and uh, We'll give you a stamp and a membership card and a free power plug just to start you off. And uh, membership isn't that expensive as well, so it's pretty cool and you get a free power plug. Uh, so yeah, uh, pick up a box set of the Power Plug Memorabilia Collection Club annual dinner conference presentation speeches. Uh, yeah, it's a pretty good box set. You just gotta put in your DVD player, which has a really nifty power plug actually that you can uh, plug into your wall socket. And uh, that's pretty much all I want to say. And uh, yeah, see you later. Yes, 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 you're listening to The Illustrious Fact Show with me, your host, Ben Volchok, here live on Sin Nation, where it's come time to go to the second portion of facts for the program. And the first portion of facts for the second portion of facts for the program, the theme for the first portion of facts for the second portion of facts for the program is... Cholera! (laughs) Cholera was first found in 1843 by Samuel Taylor Cholera. Cholera has three times the amount of magnesium as botulism. The most common location for cholera is on the top of shirts. Pencils can be coated in cholera as the magnesium in cholera is used to counteract the lead in pencils. These are still used to this day and are known as cholerad pencils. The quickest way to get rid of cholera is to bounce up and down on a watermelon. And that was the first portion of facts for the second portion of facts for the program. And now for the second portion of facts for the second portion of facts for the program. The theme for the second portion of facts for the second portion of facts for the program is... Long-legged waterbirds. Long-legged waterbirds are only known as long-legged if their legs are longer than a plank of wood. To achieve the length of their legs, long-legged waterbirds clip their own feathers with a bread knife. 
The natural adversary to the long-legged waterbird is of course the cassowary, and the amount of bile spilled in a fight between the two can be enough to power the entire country of Romania. People who have developed a dependency to long-legged waterbirds are known as heron addicts. Yes, that was the second portion of facts for the second portion of facts for the program, which means it's the end of the second portion of facts for the program. Just a message now here from Alexander Catraz, who writes, I've been waiting at a traffic light for 13 minutes now. The cars behind me are furious. It's gone green like five times already. Well, Alexander, you really shouldn't be sending messages into radio programs on the road. Also, you're a twat. But now, here's another word from our sponsors. Jar, jar, jar. You know why I'm saying jar so much? That's because the word jar is so great. And you know what's greater than the word jar? It's an actual jar. That's right, so come down and buy a jar from the shop that I own that only sells jars. That's right, the jar shop that I own. It's jarring at first. But then you buy a jar and it's not as jarring, you just have a jar. There's plenty to do at the jar shop that I own. You can buy a jar, you can buy another jar, you can buy a third jar, you can buy as many jars as you like. It's a great way to spend your weekend. That's right, come down to the jar shop that I own. Jar, 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 jar. I love jars. You're listening to The Illustrious Fact Show with me, your host, Ben Volchok, here live on Sin Nation, where it's time now for our illustrious musical interlude. This week, we've got another early draft song, and this time it's from David Bowie, with one of his iconic tracks, Starman. So please enjoy now an early draft version of David Bowie's Starman. I looked at space and then I saw a thing I thought it could have been a ring But then I looked right through my telescope and it wasn't that And I looked through the telescope Oh, oh, I realised what it was very suddenly It wasn't a ring, it was a big spicy thing Spaceman flying through the stars He's taking lots of pictures of the universe and crap He's a spaceman flying in a ship He wants to come to Earth and then he'll do a big space poo He told me, let the children do poos Let the children do peas Let all the children poopy So the spaceman he was in a ship 
eating flatbread with tzatziki But now he's flying off to a big desert far away Look out your window, I can see him now He's in the desert and he's looking for a cow It's fun to watch the spaceman poking cows up their bum holes There's a spaceman flying through the stars He's taking lots of pictures of the universe and crap He's a spaceman flying in a ship He wants to come to Earth and then he'll do a big space poo He told me, let the children do poos Let the children do peas Let all the children poopy Spaceman flying through the stars He's taking lots of pictures of the universe and crap He's a spaceman flying in a ship He wants to come to Earth and then he'll do a big space poo He told me, let the children do poos Let the children do peas Let all the children poopy And that was our illustrious musical interlude for this week, an early draft of David Bowie's Starman. There's just a message now here from Caligula Lotion, who writes, I went to a quick chiropractor, back in five minutes. Well, Caligula, you'll have to tell me the rest of that story when you return. But right now, here's another word from our sponsors. This is a good volume. Have you ever wondered what a good volume is? Are you unsure about what a good volume is? Well, this is a good volume. The show for people who want to know what a good volume is. Do you want to know what a good volume is? This is a good volume. Five o'clock weeknights on every channel. This is a good volume. Yes, and you're listening to The Illustrious Fact Show with me, your host, Ben Volchok, here live on Sin Nation. Right now, it's reached that point of the show where we peek through the keyhole of the door of moroseness into the room of moroseness. Yes, that's right, it's time for Despondency Corner with Alabaster Turquoise. Take it away, Alabaster. Back sweat, dripping in your butt crack, slipping through your butt cheeks, swimming down your legs. Wet shoes from the inside. Mold on the barbecue griddle. Weak old mascara clogging the drain of the public showers. 
half of a crumpled A4 plastic pocket. Anything made out of liver. A middle-aged man asleep on the last train to Eaglescliff, who only wakes up as the train pulls out of Eaglescliff. Any train going to Eaglescliff. Greasy undershirts. An arthritic greyhound shaking in a puddle. Sour tinned peas. And thank you, Alabaster, for that peek through the keyhole of the door of moroseness into the room of moroseness in Despondency Corner with Alabaster Turquoise. Join us again next week for a different room of moroseness. Oh, 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 yes, and please, oh, please don't forget about this week's prize question, which is, in which field did the nutty professor work? One answer here right now from Gary Krant, who says, not chemistry. I think you need to sit down and reconsider everything, Gary. Ah, yes, but right now it's time for our Viewer Letters. That's right, our Viewer Letters. The segment on the show where each week I read out a selection of letters sent in by you, the viewers, listeners. The first letter this week is from Charles Megaton, who writes, Dear Ben of the Illustrious Facture, with you my host, Ben Volchok. I'm just wondering, whereabouts is the best place to store garbage? Because I'm really getting concerned about the amount of garbage that is in my house, because I do not know where to store it, and it's piling up in my kitchen, and I hate rats because they come and try to take my garbage, but it's mine, and besides I don't think they know where the best place to store garbage is, and I'm pretty sure it's not in rat houses, but they don't know that, so they might be disposing of it in an unacceptable manner. Please let me know what the best place to store garbage is to alleviate my concerns. Well, Charles, the best place to store garbage is in fact in a rat's house. For rats are fastidious collectors of garbage and will actually sort it in chronological order and systematically chew at it until it has dissipated. So, Charles, do not fear the rats and let them steal your garbage. It's for the best. And the next letter this week comes from Richard Etzier, who writes, Dear Ben, of the illustrious facture, with you my host, Ben Volchok. When wandering through the large forest on the side of the road, I happened to notice that there was a little pixie doing a little bit of a urination on the side of the road. As a concerned everyday citizen, I was slightly taken aback and was about to contact the relevant authorities, aka the police, when I suddenly had a thought. What if pixies are in actuality protected by something and would resist the complaint that I was going to make to the relevant authorities? For example, perhaps their magic would offer them a shield against the legal system. Or maybe there is an act of parliament that dictates that pixies are exempt from the public excretion laws that otherwise affect us all. So I thought I would check with you, Ben, of the illustrious facture with you my host Ben Volchok, before making an official complaint to the police or some other such authority. 
Now, Richard, there is no magic protecting pixies from being arrested from pissing in public, and nor is there any constitutional and or parliamentary protection such as the one you describe, or rather, there hasn't been one since 1924 when the pixies were lost in government. So next time you see one of these miscreant pixies relieving their bladders out in the open street, even if it's near a forest, do not fear and go straight to the police and help put those bastards in jail where they belong. And that was all the viewer letters we had time for this week on the Illustrious Fact Show with me, your host, Ben Volchok, here live on Sin Nation. But now it's come time for the third and final portion of facts for the show. And the first portion of the third and final portion of facts for the show, the theme for the first portion of facts for the third and final portion of facts for the show is... Hoops! Hoops were a symbol of maternalism in the ancient Assyrian culture. People who do not have hoops are not considered to have a future or to be particularly good at anything. In fact, they are hoopless. Hoops can occasionally be seen as a unit of currency among a species of very tiny goat in Reykjavik. Cool people who have hoops listen to a style of music related to hip-hop known as hoop-hoop. I have over 7,000 hoops. And that was the first portion of facts for the third and final portion of facts for the show. And now for the second and final portion of facts for the third and final portion of facts for the show. And the theme for the second and final portion of facts for the third and final portion of facts for the show is... Gramophones! In America, gramophones are known as ounceophones. The best material for amplifying sound in a gramophone is human skin, specifically of the leg. There are no gramophones in Cairo, where everything is quiet. A gramophone is what she uses to call the grampaphone. And that was the second and final portion of facts for the third and final portion of facts for the show, which brings us to the conclusion of the third and final portion of facts for the show. But now there's another caller on the line. Hi there, you've called the Illustrious Fact Show with me, your host, Ben Volchok. What's on your mind? I'd like to buy some grasshoppers. Well, dear caller, I'm sorry, but we don't have... Hang on. Aren't you the man who called up once before about slugs? Yes, that's me. Well, why are you suddenly asking about grasshoppers? That's what I collect now. You collect grasshoppers? That's right. What happened to the slugs? They all died. They were squashed in a hunting accident. Why did you take your slugs hunting? I didn't. They went of their own accord. And they died? That's right. What happened? A tree fell on them. That's unfortunate. Yes, it is. So now I collect grasshoppers. Well, couldn't you just collect more slugs? No, it's too traumatic for me. And why grasshoppers? Because they're thin and elegant. I see. And they can spring out of the way of a falling tree. Ah. Yes. Well, unfortunately, I don't actually have any grasshoppers. You don't have any grasshoppers? No, I don't have any grasshoppers. Well, that's so horrible. First, you don't have any slugs. Now, you don't have any grasshoppers. I bet you don't have any insects at all. I do have some insects. 
What insects do you have? I'll tell you if you ask about them when you're collecting them. Fair enough. Well, where can I get some grasshoppers? Guatemala. Guatemala? Yes, that's right. That's where they're most commonly found. Well, thank you very much. I will go to Guatemala. Not a problem. Bye. Good luck with your grasshopper collection. You called The Illustrious Fact Show with me, your host, Ben Volchok. And if you'd like to call The Illustrious Fact Show with me, your host, Ben Volchok, our number is... We'd love to hear from you. And right now, here's another word from our sponsors. Hey, cowbunga dude. So, I hear you want to surf. Well, you probably can't because you're a piece of shit. But you know what the next best thing to surfing is? Well, it's not surfing. Yeah, not surfing. We got a whole house just for that, just for not surfing. Yeah, man, just come down to the not surfing house. It's so great, man. Just, like, fucking don't surf like for hours man and in the meantime all cool surfers are gonna go surf because you're a piece of shit uh so yeah fucking calm down man like it's like totally radical not surfing house it's for pieces of shit like you who can't surf You're listening to The Illustrious Fact Show with me, your host, Ben Volchok, here live on Sin Nation, where it's come time to reveal the winning answer to this week's prize question, in which field did the nutty professor work? The winning answer sent in by Vincent Cost is macadamia. Congratulations, Vincent. You have won half a scorpion. And that's all we have time for on this week's episode of The Illustrious Fact Show with me, your host, Ben Volchok, here live on Sin Nation. What an episode it was, and what an episode it wasn't, where the episode it wasn't was not as good as the episode it was. Tonight's thought of the day is, if you're not on the cutting edge, you're on the cutting board. Yes, do tune in again next week for another episode of The Illustrious Fact Show with me, your host, Ben Volchok, here live on Sin Nation. And remember, may you all be illustrious. The Illustrious Fact Show was devised, written, and performed by Ben Volchok. Keep up to date on Facebook.com slash Illustrious Facts and tune in next week for another illustrious episode. <laughs>